All right, welcome. We are back here on the NND podcast with Dawson and Nate. And we got a pretty cool show for you in store today. We are going to be breaking down a PFF pro football focus mock draft for 2021. Because we do have the draft coming up later this month on the 29th, I believe it's the first day of the first round. Um, so getting hyped for that. Uh, so yeah, we're just going to jump right into this real, real quick here. I mean, I don't know if we need to talk about the first pick, but BFF does have Trevor Lawrence going to the Jags. I think everyone in the world has that pick, though. So that's not really worth diving into for too long. But this one's kind of interesting given the Sam Darnold trade with the second pick. The second pick, obviously, Sam Darnold going, uh, <clears throat> being traded away. They have the Jets. BFF has the Jets drafting Zach Wilson out of BYU. And I think that's a good pick. I think it's realistic. But I'm going to turn it right over to you, Dawson, because I think you kind of have a disagreement about that. You don't like him. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think Zach Wilson, I'm not really sure where that hype's come from, but I like Justin Fields a little more, at least equally as talented as a passer. And he's a lot more mobile, and he's played in the big games, and he's played through that rib injury. That's pretty significant. So the Jets like Zach Wilson. It is what it is, but he'll go with that next pick. Can't disagree with you. I can't really disagree. Um. Now, I will add this, though. I've seen uh, draft grades for Lawrence, Wilson, and Fields, all of them having draft grades of A-plus as quarterbacks. So maybe they're not as far off as you think they are, although many people do think that's a significant drop from Lawrence to Wilson and Fields. So well, maybe agree with as far that. as we think. I don't know. Who knows? I guess we'll all find out once the draft actually happens and people play. But moving on to the third pick, uh, with the 49ers obviously doing that deal with Miami earlier uh, earlier in the month, actually in March. Uh, so you you thought Wilson or no, you thought Fields is going to go number two. PFF has Fields going three to the 49ers. I mean, if, if Wilson gets drafted too, I would draft Fields honestly at three. If he's there, I'd take him. Honestly, I prefer him over Wilson honestly too. But I like Wilson a little more than I think. But I think Fields is a proven quarterback in the college level at high stakes games and whatnot. So I think that's a good pick for them. Your thoughts, quick thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's a good fit too. If you know, they're they'll both go before the third pick, so for sure. or by the third pick. Yeah, yeah. All right, now going on to the fourth pick. Now the Pro Football Focus, they have some thoughts that maybe not everyone agrees with. Okay, so they think that they predict a trade uh, with Atlanta and Denver. So Atlanta has the fourth overall pick. And Denver has the ninth pick. So trading or they predict that that trade will occur. They'll just swap those picks and that Denver will trade up and draft uh, Trey Lance, which he's a solid quarterback, but he might he probably is the, the next most talented quarterback in the draft after those other three. But um, doesn't have a lot of big game experience. And also, I mean, I don't know. They just, he hasn't actually played in a year. So, uh, actually, I think he, no, I don't think he played last year because of COVID and all that, which still doesn't hurt his stock that much because a lot of people didn't play and he's still a super talented player. However, I don't think you agree with Atlanta even making that deal, do you? I think if they do, I think that's the right pick, uh, Denver drafting him because they need a quarterback, Drew Locke stinks. But what are your thoughts? If Atlanta can get enough from Denver, I, I agree with it. But Atlanta gave up quite a bit to move up to that spot. And I agree, you know, 
I, I think they moved up for a quarterback and the top three are going to be gone. And like we were saying just a minute ago, the skill set and, you know, how good they are definitely drops down a tier. I think Atlanta should stay at four and take Kyle Pitts. They wow. lost Austin Hooper last offseason. They traded for Hayden Hurst from the Ravens. He didn't have that good of a season. They need another tight end. They already gave up a whole bunch. They might as well stick it through and draft one heck of a player. Can't disagree because uh, Kyle Pitts is kind of a cheat code. You saw his draft uh, or his combine. He ran, a, I think it was a 4-4-6, four, four, and he's about six foot six, six foot seven. 250-ish pounds, that's a little unfair how fast and how big and strong he is. He's got a crazy wingspan. It's ridiculous. So, I mean, any team that has him, he's going to – he's he's been labeled the the weapon of the draft. He's not – because a lot of people are like, oh, he's not a tight end. He's not a receiver either. He's a complete either. And it's true, he actually did line up on outside a lot in college. So, but then again, that's college. Every NFL corner is world faster than every – like, you know, the college, average college corner. You gotta be faster to survive in the NFL. So they just are. Um, but still, he just he's a mismatch. And that's that's what you want in the NFL. <laughs> that's what you want on your yes. team. A walking mismatch. Much like Gronk. I think he's faster than Gronk ever was, but Gronk was always a human, like unstoppable, unstoppable mismatch, it seemed like in his prime days in the Patriots. Pitts is he, definitely faster. I don't think he's as like strong, no, but probably not. But he's still, you know, he's got the height, the wingspan, and the speed. So it's a crazy combination. Very yeah. unique. He's, he's the perfect modern tight end. I think that's what the NFL is going going towards. Like what football is gearing towards in the future. Guys are that big. Like I don't know where they build them in the factory or lab or something like that. But the guys like that just existing is crazy because you didn't see that in the past. Guys keep getting bigger and faster every year. It's crazy. All right, so we're gonna move down to the fifth overall pick, which is the Bengals. And so Pokeball Focus has them drafting Jamar Chase, which is actually is some truth to, these, uh, to that pick because, or at least to the rumors of it, there's a lot of rumors that Joe Burrow is pushing for them to draft his former teammate in college. Watch Jamar Chase on his team, watch the weapon. Although there's some other theories that maybe they should draft a tackle like Penny Sewell because Burrow got injured last year, got pretty serious injury. I think it was ACL or MCL, one or the other. Um, yeah, I think it's ACL. Either way, it ended his year. And he got sacked on the play. So, I mean, maybe he was getting sacked a lot that year, too. Maybe invest in some more protection on the offensive line. I actually disagree with that pick. I, I think they should draft an offensive lineman because it's going to make his, his uh, season, just his career, a lot easier. And Penny Sewell is a really, really dominant tackle. And it seems like uh, all things are pointing to him, him being like a franchise tackle, that good of a player. He's rated that highly out of coming out of college. So, what are your thoughts on that? You know, I like I like both ways. I think the offensive line and the injuries, I think they should go with uh, Penny Sewell. But Jamar Chase, I mean, to reunite with his former teammate, that'd be pretty unique. And he's a good receiver. He's a top five, you know, worth receiver. But uh, Penny Sewell out of Oregon, he didn't play last year, but – He's still, I mean, his tape the year before and the combine and everything, he still looks dominant and definitely the best tackle this year. I'd want him on my team, that's for sure. It's almost like the blindside movie tape. <laughs> Michael yeah. Orr. 
from the throwing people around. Just yeah. All right. Uh, going on to the sixth pick. Now I'm going to play this one a little different because PFF has them drafting Kyle Pitts, Miami Dolphins, at sixth. Now let's play a hypothetical here. Let's say Kyle Pitts is off the board. Who, who do you think the Dolphins should draft? Yeah, there's so much questions in four and five. If if Sewell's still there, they should draft him to protect Tua. Right. If he's gone, I definitely like the Kyle Pitts if he's still on the board, but I, right. I have him going at four. So probably Devontae Smith then. I couldn't he, disagree with that. He's good. He'd be reuniting with his former quarterback. And Devontae Smith is he's a smaller receiver, but he reminds me of Antonio Brown. His mm-hmm. routes are so crisp and clean and his also, technique uh, is it's beautiful to watch. Also like Amari Cooper. Just the route running. That's what I think of too. Amari yes. Cooper, great route runner. He's faster than him, though, so I don't want to talk. Amari Cooper's probably not as fast as the Smith. But uh, all right. So then, going on the seventh pick, let's go to the Lions, the local Lions. Now, see, PFF has them drafting Devontae Smith. Now, I'm in the belief that, well, so this draft would be structured a little differently. I'm in the belief that the uh, the Lions should draft the quarterback. Or at least consider it. Now, if they're going to do that, they kind of should trade up unless they want to stick with Mac Jones. He's the only real viable quarterback left on the board. And I don't want that fit on the Lions. I don't think that's a good fit for them. So, given all that, let's say Devontae Smith is gone, but let's assume Kyle Pitts is gone. I'd uh, say, and okay, so I'd say we'll go back to this. Either Jamar Chase at receiver, because they lost most of their, all their good receivers this year. Marvin Jones and uh, uh, obviously Galladay. And so they should either draft Jamar Chase if he's there, because that'd be a weapon. They could have him and build around, you know, actually see what they got from Jared Goff and see if he could even kind of reignite his career in Detroit. Or even though I hate him, I don't want to see him flourish in Detroit. It could happen. Who knows? Or if he's there, they should draft Penn Sewell because he's a great player to have. And could always use a great tackle. And He's a pretty damn good tackle, so I wouldn't wouldn't be upset them drafting Sewell that he's, if he was there. So, what do you think about that? I know you're not a Lions fan, but what do you think the Lions should do? I think they'll definitely go offensive line. Yeah. If, if Sewell's there, they'll take him. If not, I think they'll go ahead and take uh, Rashawn Slater, probably the next best tackle in the draft. Yeah, can't, can't argue. I think uh, I don't know his name, but I think he's made it pretty clear he wants a strong run game and. <laughs> Got to start with that O-line. Smash yeah. him in the mouth. Dan Campbell. Yeah. He's yeah. <laughs> Take out the kneecaps, I believe was the phrase. <laughs> the kneecaps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. All right. Now, the eighth pick. Again, PFF has uh, has the Carolina Panthers drafting tackle Penai Sewell, but we've already kind of played around with that. We're just going to assume he's not there. And so, assuming Carolina, or assuming Carolina can't draft Sewell, I don't really know who should who they should get. I mean, receiver? If someone's there, I mean, I'm kind of just going to defer to you. What do you think they should do? Yeah, they'll definitely be a wild card. They got players just about everywhere. Nothing really stands out. And, I mean, they got Darnold. Yeah, That's and they great. traded for Darnold, which made no sense to me. I, I like Teddy. I think they should have stuck with him. Me too. But, you know, they obviously made the move already, so I think they're pretty set with rolling with Sam Darnold. 
Right. I would say they'll probably go with an offensive lineman. I have Rashawn Slater going, but uh, he's already gone if the Lions do take him. But uh, Christian Derisaw, I see he's a little farther up. He's a good tackle, too. Take another tackle. Not not quite as dominant, but he's the next next highest rated tackle. So (laughs) Always got to look at the development potential. For sure, for sure. All right. uh, We're going to jump on to our interesting here, interesting uh, pick here. So at 10, it should be Dallas, but PFF predicts that there'd be a crazy trade here in New England would make a trade with Dallas so that New England would have the 10th overall pick. And with that 10th pick, they would draft Mac Jones. Now, I know you actually have said that you kind of hope that the Patriots draft Mac Jones. So you might not think that anymore, but curious to think, curious to see what you what you think on that matter now. I definitely don't think the cost to get him is worth it. No. But uh someone I think I've shifted a little more towards is Kyle Trask. I really? believe it's pronounced from Florida. Yeah. Maybe in the third round is what I would like. Okay. So I don't think the Patriots will take a quarterback. I think they're committed to Cam, and I think they want to get another weapon, hopefully a receiver. Now, if they trade up for Jalen Waddle, I would be impressed. Yeah. If they did at 10, they could probably guarantee they get Waddle, or at least one of those receivers. They yeah. get Waddle, Smith, or Chase. Someone will be there at 10 if they trade up. If they hang back at 15, I, I don't know if they will. I don't think you can guarantee they get one of that guy, one of those guys. Yeah, I think the Eagles and Chargers are hungry for a receiver, personally. Right, right. Okay, yeah, I, I can't disagree with it. I mean, I think I personally think if there's any team that could make a quarterback like Mac Jones work, it'd be the Patriots. So That's I, very there's true. not a lot of other systems that are set up for a non-mobile QB, a non-mobile young QB. Yeah. Teams that are in a position to draft a QB right now aren't usually the, aren't the most well-structured teams and well, uh, let's just call it, they don't have really good offensive lines. They tend to, right? It's like, yeah. <laughs> having a slow poke dead in the water QB isn't really good for a bad, good fit with a bad offensive line, I don't think. I think it'd be basically like chasing after another Tom Brady, which wouldn't be a good look. That kind yeah. of thing never works out too well. Not really. Uh <laughs> Now, I do want to mention this since uh, we do have the little footnote here about the Patriots' options, that if they're what well, the way they want to go with the QB if they were to draft one. I know I left it for you on the side there, talking about how option one is if Newton plays well, they'll draft more with more talent around him as the Patriots have signed more guys this season to surround Newton. And the Patriots are going to have to pay him more money than $5 million if he has a good comeback year that, because that's what his value will be. That's just how the NFL works. If he has a superb comeback year, he's not worth $5 million. He's worth more than that. Let's be honest. And the Patriots let him walk. I mean, they can let him walk. But I'm just saying, you know, that that is a that is one of the avenues they can go. And, of course, the other one is Newton struggles again, even though the team – and he had a mediocre, mediocre record. And yet the teams have all this ta- – the team has all this talent. And so they don't have an answer for quarterback the next season because you don't want to give Newton a third chance. If he fails two, fails two times in a row, I don't think that's going to happen. But so if they drafted a QB and that happened, it'd be the perfect lifesaver to come in next year. But 
I, I mean, I'm personally in the belief that top 10 one will occur. I think they'll have a good season and they'll probably just let them walk. I don't think they pay them. I defer to you on that opinion. If you think that if uh, Belichick and the Patriots would actually pay Newton like 10 mil a year, if he had a comeback year. If he had a good year, I'd hope they'd pay him 10 million. Cause that'd still be a pretty good deal. You'd hope. Or do you but think they would? I think they would. Yeah, for yeah. sure. All yeah. Right. right. Right now they don't have a safety net. So you're definitely right. A quarterback's got to be somewhere on the shopping list. Mm-hmm. But uh, but uh, I think Mac Jones is just too much of a reach. It's basically saying, you know, we wish Tom was back. Here's <laughs> here's the younger Tom. We found a replacement. Yeah. All right. So I, let's say this then: the Patriots are still sitting at 15. Who do you want them to draft? Or what position group do you want them to draft? I guess would be the better. On the draft, a wide receiver. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that loan that so would you be willing or would you be if for the Patriots GM, let's put it this way, would you be interested in trading up higher to get that receiver? Or would you just feel confident sitting at 15 and hoping that one's still there? Yeah, so Jalen Waddle should definitely be there at 10 still, at yeah. least. At I'm least 15 at, though. And prior to this at 15, I don't think he'll be there. I think the Giants and Eagles both have the potential or not the Giants and the Eagles, but the Eagles and the Chargers both right. have the potential to take a receiver. So I think you got to move up if you want to get an actual bona fide number one receiver. Because I think a lot of people forget Jalen Waddle was that number one receiver ahead of Devontae Smith prior to getting injured. So right. he's he's he was a great talent, and he should still be a great talent. I think I he's had a good combine. Crazy fast. Uh, all right. So, speaking of what going off what you just mentioned, if you go down to the 13th pick, we have the Chargers. And so, if it all plays out this way and the Patriots draft a quarterback, and you know, this is all fantasy, man. This is PFF making their own desires and fantasies, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, 13th pick, they think Jalen Waddle is going to be drafted by the Chargers, which I think that'd be a perfect fit for Joe Herbert. Joe. <laughs> Justin Herbert, not Joe Herbert, Justin Herbert. That'd be a great fit for them, considering all the weapons he lost this past season. And it's and it's a rookie contract, and he's a star Southern receiver, Waddle. So uh, I'd be excited if that was my pick, at, if I had was able to draft him at uh, 13 if I was the Chargers. So I feel like you'd probably agree. Obviously, you just gave us that Patriots take. But assuming he was there and no one moved up, you'd take him for the Chargers too, right? It's a great fit. Yeah, it is. And to go along with Justin Herbert, like, you know, they're both so young, they could be successful for another decade. Right. And they lost Hunter Henry. So, and Mike Williams never really turned out to, I don't know, maybe he's just been shadowed by Keenan Allen, but, you know, they took him with the seventh overall pick some time ago and never, I don't think he's had a thousand yard season even. Kind of been a flop. So, so do they really want to take another receiver in the first round then? <laughs> I don't know. It seems like Waddle could be different though, right? But that's what they always say, right? They always say, oh, it's different this time. It's different. I promise. That is true. You got to get one eventually, right? <laughs> so, all right. We're going to jump down here to our next uh, let's call it intriguing draft pick. So 
at the 18th pick, Miami drafts again because they have multiple picks in the first round. Uh, and they have them selecting linebacker Micah Parsons out of Penn State, who is uh, clearly the most talented linebacker in the draft this season uh, or this this year. He's just a monster out there. I don't know if you saw his tape. Obviously, he didn't play last year, but uh, two seasons ago, or well, one full season ago, uh, he was just a monster out there for Penn State, and it was like a wrecking ball on defense, a, a true leader on defense, like a uh, you need it when you need one of those generals, obviously, in the commanding your defense, set the line like a Levante David or uh, ugh, sorry about that. Levante David. Oh no, it's Levante David. I'm, I'm about to think of his other linebacker. He's the he's the captain on that team. Yeah. Uh, but uh uh I was gonna say is that's if they can get him, that's a great pick for them too. Because they actually did let Van Oy go and uh for whatever reason for a cap space, they just let him walk. But uh <laughs> And he'd be a great pick for them. I mean, obviously, if they cut a guy for cap space, dying a rookie or drafting a rookie, that's good on cap space. So he'd be a really good pick. I know he's had off uh, field issues uh, in the past, like legal issues, like phys- uh, domestic abuse, something like that, domestic violence problems, stuff like that. But it tends to go if you're a really good athlete in the NFL, sometimes that doesn't matter that much. So, sometimes. But. And then it's, it goes either or. I was I was not even aware of any off-field problems. I was actually going to say, I don't know how he's going to fall this far in the draft. But that's actually you're right. Gonna drop. It makes sense now. He's, he's the best linebacker in the draft. You look at some of these guys that PFF has taken above him, and you see the teams <laughs> like the Vikings, the Giants, the Eagles. Uh, he linebackers. Know, they all need linebackers and Micah Parson is your all all-star middle linebacker that can do it all. He's that Randy Moss Doss. <laughs> of the defense. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if he does fall to him and with the losses you just said, I think they should definitely take him. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. We have a couple more teams to discuss here. Uh, at 21, now, this is kind of an intriguing pick. So, the Indianapolis Colts select at 21, and they obviously just got uh, Carson Wentz from the Eagles, which is a good pick for them, good pickup for them. I we think we both agreed on this earlier in our earlier show that we do think he's a definite, at least a, a little bit of an improvement, an upgrade at the position yeah. from Phillip Rivers because, let's just be honest, Rivers, was, Rivers could have retired two years ago, just to put it nicely. He didn't have a terrible year, but he was definitely limited due to his age and his arm last year. It seemed like. Yeah, no um, mobility either. Right, right. And so with that, and they've kept DeForest Buckner um, and uh, Brian Okworky, Rivers linebacker, who's actually kind of a young stud for them. Uh, so they, they have them. PFF has them selecting Quiddy Pay, edge rusher out of Michigan, which is higher. It's kind of a higher uh, – Grade out for him being drafted, and some most mock drafts have him. Not a lot of uh, draft boards have him rated as a first round talent, but he might be one of the best edge rushers out there. There's not a lot of edge rushers, so that's not saying a whole lot, but edge rushers are edge rushers, right? So, and I think it's an interesting pick because actually, I'm a Michigan fan, and he's actually pretty pay in his career at Michigan hasn't registered more than 10 total career sacks. So, I think that's a that's an interesting 
selection, the 21st overall pick. What are your thoughts on that? I think those, that might be news to you. Considering that, how do you feel about that pick? So the, the edge rusher class is shallow this year, and Quiddy Pay is the best guy out there. Hearing that he only has three career sacks. Well, no, it wasn't career. He has less than 10, is what I was saying. Oh, less than 10. That's still, for his career, if you notice, there's only three defensive players that PFF has taken in the top 20. Two cornerbacks yep. and that Micah Parsons. Wait, I should interrupt you real quick, by the way. I was wrong. He has 11 and a half career sacks, but that's in four seasons. So that's still not a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's it's not definitely. a lot of sacks. Sorry, he, must be a, he must be a real good run stuffer then. It's pretty, he's a solid player. I was just saying, when you're drafted as edge rusher, you usually see those sack totals like really high, right? In the first yeah. round, at least. The first round. Yeah. But the, the defensive class this year is just not very good. And like I said, three defensive players in the top 20. And so that's 17 offensive players, you know, taken. Once you get to the back 10, 12 of the first round, you know, the talent starts to go down. So, like, we got one, two, three, four edge rushers taken in this last 12 spots. Mm-hmm. I don't really think it's even a need for him, honestly, edge rusher, with, like, the players you just said. Yeah. I guess for good depth at this point, I do like uh, Asante Samuel Jr., the cornerback. But – Saints could use him. <laughs> that's someone that's yeah. what PFF has him going to. Yeah. So, I guess it's not too bad of a pick. They're getting the top edge rusher. Yeah. Just well, not that talented this year. Right, right. <laughs> All right, I do want to go through two more teams with you, Doss. Uh, this one's an interesting one, I think, because it kind of raises some questions as to why they would do it. At the 29th pick, uh, PFF has the Green Bay Packers selecting Alabama, ta- Alabama, yeah, Alabama tackle Christian Barmore, uh, defensive tackle, that is. And they actually have a pretty solid defensive tackle. So I don't know where – I mean, I don't know why they would do it. I think that's a first-round pick. Maybe they're just desperate not to draft another quarterback and piss off Aaron Rodgers. But um, I, I don't know. I don't have a huge beef with it, but I just don't think they'd do that. That's I don't think that's the pick they would draft. Yeah, you, you know, someone someone who hasn't come off the board yet that is pretty notable, Travis Etienne. Right, Etienne. Yeah, Etienne. Uh, the Packers just signed Aaron Jones, but Jamal Williams did go. So there's really no one behind Aaron Jones for security. That's a really good I point would, to think about. I would like to see Travis Etienne go to the Packers. Uh, he you know, catches the ball good. Right, right. Great backup. Would be. Yeah. He'd you be know, a great addition and a good, you know, weapon to have. Right, right. Um, you know, it's actually funny you brought up him. I'm thinking about another running back who hasn't been mentioned in this uh, first round, at least, who could be a first-round talent, Najee Harris. Like, yep. wouldn't be a top-10 pick, I don't think, or anything close to that, but this bottom bottom uh, third, I guess, of the, of the draft, first round, I don't know. He's a tank out there, like, and, and fast as hell. So I'd love to have him on my team, but – and I'm looking at teams like, I don't know, maybe the Ravens or – I mean, 
the Bills, honestly, is what jumped out to me. If you could put Najee Harris on that uh, running back squad, like the Bills in the playoffs, picture a ice cold day in the playoffs. You're playing a uh, wild card game against the Bills, and it's freezing cold. You can't pass the ball. Your hands are numb. And then say you're the Chiefs trying to – you're playing the Bills, trying to survive that first weekend, get deeper in the playoffs. And you got to go tackle a freight train or a human refrigerator, which is Najee Harris. It's not very fun. You I'm look sure you over know. in that Bills backfield and you see those quad muscles staring back at you. Exactly. I mean, you being a football player, Dawson, I'm sure you know if the bigger guys trying to bring them down, if it's ice cold, it's not very fun. Yeah, and and they have Singletary too, so they'd have two strong power backs, and that's exactly right. what their offense likes. It's crazy that PFF doesn't have those two guys going in the end of the first round. I know totally. the Buc- the Buccaneers could use a running back. They could. I like the Bills taking one, the Packers, the Ravens. They're kind of – it's looking like they're going to rely on that Ohio State running back. Dobbins, I can't, yeah. Yeah, Dobbins. Dobbins. I didn't see a whole lot last year. I think they could use a running back. They Najee could. Harris on the Ravens. Oh, don't get me started out. I'll like or Etiani, both would be a great. I'd like Etiani more. I think he can catch the ball a little bit better. True, true. All right, I'm gonna go to our last team. You just mentioned that the Buccaneers. I don't necessarily agree with PFF's pick. PFF thinks Rondell Moore, wide receiver, who's actually a pretty talented receiver, pretty quick, pretty fast, pretty uh, athletic. I know I just mentioned two athletic traits, but I'm just saying he is a stud out there, a low key player, and. For the 32nd overall pick, that's you know, you know, you're not gonna be made fun of or shame for drafting someone who doesn't isn't a superstar because those superstars are tend to go in the top 10 typically. But anyway, I don't think he's a bad pick. However, I do think one of the guys we just mentioned, if you draft the Najee Harris to that team or Travis Etienne, I think that'd be a great fit for them. And again, neither of those guys are projected to draft up there or before that. So if I had to pick, I would probably uh for Harris. Because Jones is actually a pretty good uh, receiving running back, it seems like, Ronald Jones. And, uh, I mean, you could just bring in Najee Harris for those power downs, power runs, and it'd be pretty ridiculous. <laughs> and you, could have four, you still have Fournette. So, I mean, Fournette just, just seems to never really get a lot of playing time anyway, even with one running back, seems like, ahead of him. So, but you could do what they did this year in the playoffs. He just comes in fresh, and it's like, oh, wow, Fournette's in his prime again. That is true. That but what do you think about that? You think that'd be a good pick for them, either of those running backs? I did I did kind of forget about the Fournette. They brought him back. Yeah. So I, I guess at that point, Antonio Brown left. Rondell Moore? Uh, not a bad pick after all. He's he's his name's not like the two running backs we've been talking about, but no. You know, it's like, where, where in the world do they need someone? They brought everyone back. Plus, the rookie receiver from last year has turned out to be pretty good. Well, pretty solid. And he could have an even better second year. Yeah, he was doing good. I can't think of Tyler, his name right now. Whatever his name is. We, yeah, the Buccaneers have all these big-name guys, and they have one rookie receiver that no one can think of his name. But it was Tyler Johnson. That's what I was actually thinking of. Tyler oh, Johnson and, last year. And Tyler he Johnson. He had some snags last year as a rookie. Yeah. And I think they'll have a really good comeback year. 
Yeah, what? so they don't they don't need a receiver. They'll definitely go somewhere else. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind like a defensive back. Yeah, I don't have any of those. They got a couple. Uh-huh. When you're so loaded at 32, just take the best player available. Yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong. Thank you for listening. We will be doing the same thing, not the same show, but we'll be coming at you every Monday morning. So thanks for enjoying the show today. See you next time, guys. Thanks, guys. Peace. Dawson and Nate.